Welcome. You're listening to Weight Coach Podcast, episode number eight, with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Hello, listeners. If you struggle with dieting and think that you just can't stop yourself from overeating because the urge is so strong sometimes when you just want a snack, just want to keep eating something good, you're in the right place to learn what really drives you to overeat and create lasting weight loss for you. That's what I'm all about. Today, I want to talk about wanting what we want. When asking yourself why you're in the kitchen to get something to eat, or right before you eat something, you ask yourself, what, do you, what am I thinking? Why am I going to go eat this? And your answer is, because I just want it. I want it. I hear this often from people. I was reflecting back on all the times I've dieted off weight, one of the most successful, though the 80 pounds came back on almost right away, but the most successful was Weight Watchers back in the day. This was back in the 1980s, the early 80s. We did not count points then. It was food exchanges and a fairly strict set of rules. And I couldn't remember the exact setup. So I Googled it to see if there was anything online about that old program out of curiosity. And sure enough, there was. It was um, specific, specifically weighed out or measured portions that we would eat. And each specific portion counted as an exchange. And it was something like this. Um, I could have two milk exchanges a day, three fruit, three fat, no less than three portions of vegetables, protein, five exchanges. Each exchange, I think, was one ounce of protein, so it's not like I was eating five servings of protein. Uh, bread was three exchanges, water, at least eight exchanges. Um, and then you had some optional exchanges for the week, like seven to 14, depending on where you were, your height, all of that, that you would kind of get some freebie exchanges to use for whatever kind of exchange you wanted, except you couldn't use it for additional fat. Also, at that time, there were rules. You were required to include a serving of liver once a week in your protein exchanges, as well as having fish as protein at least three meals a week. There was a limit on the number of eggs per week, probably because of the beliefs about eggs and cholesterol back in the early 80s. Um, rules about what kind of fats you could have. Uh, all dairy was non-fat dairy. There were a lot of additional rules, just a lot of rules about the program. And I saw someone respond to a forum post where I had found this program outlined again online saying, I would never do that one. I don't like being told what I can't or cannot eat. And I sat scratching my head a little over that comment. It made me chuckle. Like, might she not see an issue right there with resistance to being told she needed to include something in her diet that was nutritionally missing, or that it might not be a good idea to eat more than three portions of starchy food in a day? When I was a kid, a lot of moms were really adamant about not eating junk before dinner. 
making sure that you ate vegetables, telling you that fish was good for you. My dad used to tell me fish was brain food in his attempts to get me to eat fish because I hated fish as a kid. It was not all about sugarcoating things. It was about what was going to build a strong body and a sharp mind. Yet today, we don't want to be told what to eat. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about ditching the diet mentality. But that doesn't mean we lose our minds and eat ice cream three times a day. You begin to learn what supports your body and feels great in your body. But if you reach for cookies and think your only thought is, I want it, you need to dig a little deeper. There's something more going on in your thoughts that you're subconsciously not wanting to look at. If you feel like you just want what you want in the moment, this is coming from a place of emotional childhood. When you succumb to operating from a place of emotional childhood, you're thinking that everything going on in your life is happening to you. We think that everything we feel is coming from outside of us. We're not in control of how we feel. We're not in control of how we act. We just want that cookie because we just want it and we're going to have it. Children don't have the capacity to make the distinction between what is outside of them and what is their own thinking and own choice. Growing into emotional adulthood means you begin to take responsibility for your own emotions and how you think and how you feel. You understand that your life is not happening to you, but instead it's something that you are actively creating for yourself. How often do you hear grown adults saying, oh, it's all the government's fault or it's their neighbor's fault or it's their boss's fault? That's stuck in emotional childhood. Like it's all their fault that I feel this way. No one and nothing outside of you can cause you to feel one way or the other. It's always all about how you're thinking about it, how you're assessing a situation and what your thoughts are about it that's making you feel the way you do. The good news with that is you're in control and get to choose how you want to feel. When you first learn this and it really registers and sinks in, it's like being handed the keys to the magic kingdom. You get to choose. You don't expect anyone outside of you to make you happy. You get to just, you just choose happiness. Cool beans, right? So the emotional child in us wants to eat sweets to feel better. And un instead of understanding what it is that they're thinking, it's making us feel bad in the first place. And the problem with that, I mean, you know, it's great to grab a handful of cookies, distract yourself from something, but no amount of sweets is going to permanently make you feel better. You just keep having to eat more and more cookies trying to patch it over. Our emotional child says, I want, I want. Our emotional child says, it's not fair, blaming things on other people. And we all have our moments as an emotional child. We do. But you get to, you need to get to know when your emotional child is coming into play. You need to get to know your emotional child well enough that you can recognize your emotional child and then take responsibility. You know, in my constant investigations into food and eating, I'm looking all the time 
I'm reading things on the internet. I'm reading books. I'm looking at the psychology of eating. I'm looking into how the brain works. In running around looking at things on the internet, I came across a shopping list for healthy eating on a budget. It listed the things that this woman had bought and how much she paid and then listed out the meals she ate throughout the week from those things that she bought. And there, right before my eyes, was a whole new way to think about food. Seriously. When I shop, I'm constantly calculating calories, grams of fat, grams of sugar, does it have protein, does it have fiber, I'm reading the ingredients. I never thought about just shopping on a budget and only looking at the price and thinking about if it's going to be a healthy food to eat on that budget to feed myself. As I read down through the meals that she had eaten, it occurred to me, is this how a normal person eats in shops? Someone who does not concern herself about her weight because it consistently stays consistent for her. There was a bit of a revelation there. So I tried a few of her meal combinations that were things I would not normally eat. And I was surprised at how good some of her simple combinations were. One was an obvious combination, but I never allow myself to have it. It's peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter is pretty calorie intense and it can be high in fat. Can be, it is high in fat. So it's something that I had kind of crossed off my list a long time ago and then forgotten that I'd crossed it off my list and why. I just, you know, I would think of it as a really high calorie lunch. But a couple times this past week, I had peanut butter and jelly sandwich with apple slices for lunch. And it was fabulous. I loved it. There was a combination she had made for dinner that was baby spinach, uncooked, plain pasta with a little salt and pepper on it, and beans. And I thought, how plain, how weird. <laughs> I would never think to just put those three plain foods together on a plate. And it was seriously delicious. Because the beans I used were La Cochina Diablo, so they were in a bit of a spicy sauce. Still, it and it was, it was delicious. And I couldn't wait to have it again. <laughs> I couldn't wait to have that meal again. It was that good. So what was the bottom line? I ate healthy on a budget for a week following her outline. And yeah, the scale dropped this week. I didn't diet. I had three meals and a couple of snacks and every day it was awesome. It was not my emotional child saying spinach and beans, no freaking way. It was my adult mind to try that out and found it great. I want it now or I just want it was nowhere in sight because it was all about seeing what it was like to eat healthy on a budget. And I was truly eating from a place of emotional adulthood where I had the end game in sight. I was going to stick to just eating those foods, those exact foods that she had bought. I had most of them right in my pantry. I went out and added just a few items from the grocery store to round it out. And it worked. And I discovered some really great things. And I really 
found my place of emotional adulthood in relationship to eating. We absolutely need to see when we are operating from emotional childhood and get in touch with emotional adulthood, the place where we take responsibility for what's going on in our life and knowing that it's all of our own creating. You've made the choices. You can't continue to want what you want and thinking you're going to get a different result in your life when you just want what you want. When you want new results in your life, you have to consider what things that you need to change to get there. What kind of thinking are you going to commit to? The next time you see a cupcake and think, well, I just want it. Step back a moment. There's that child. The child doesn't for one minute see that the cupcake is not going to serve what you really want in life. The child thinks the cupcake is going to make them feel good. And it will for about five minutes. But five minutes later, you're probably going to feel even worse because now you feel exactly as you did before the cupcake, along with the guilt of having given into the cupcake. Thinking it's, I'm eating this just because I just want it. You're masking the real motivation behind eating something that your body doesn't need at that moment in time. If you ask yourself, why, why am I eating right now? And the answer isn't because my body's starting to tell me I'm hungry and it's time for some food. Then you need to find out what really is going on because whatever it is, the food is not going to fix it. Now I'm not saying don't ever eat cookies again, never have a cupcake. Of course not. And Sometimes you can include that in just as part of your meal when you are hungry and you have your meal and you get to have the cupcake as part of your meal. And the cupcake is even more delicious because you had an appetite before you sat down to it. You weren't eating it just because your emotional child was saying, I just want it. I just want it. You know, Byron Katie, um, who I, I really enjoy, and I'm reading through another one of her books. And she says, when I argue with reality, I lose, but only 100% of the time. So have you been arguing with reality? I just want it. What is the consequence? What's the reality you want to create for yourself? Decide how you want to feel and decide what the reality is that you want to create for yourself and then choose it as an emotional adult. Understand it's not going to just happen to you. It's not going to just present itself to you. It's all about what you choose. So get out there, check out thinking about how to eat healthy on a budget because that just may shift your diet thinking that you've had ingrained in your brain after all these years of dieting weight on and off like me. It makes you look at food in a whole new light and you may learn something new about yourself. Thank you for coming back to listen today. Go to my website, joannethelifecoach.com and right there on the front page, you'll see where you can click to 
download my free guide on overcoming overeating. It gives you the first few simple steps to get you started on that. Go find my Facebook page for Joanne the Life Coach. And I even have a Facebook group now called the Weight Loss Mindset. It's a closed group, so you need to find it and click join. Um, when you find the right group for the Weight Loss Mindset, if you search for it on Facebook, you'll see my picture there. And I will join you up in the group for further discussion on these podcasts or on any of my blogs you read or on using the uh, um, guide for overcoming overeating that you can download on my website. So go have an awesome week. Until next time, 